Welcome to the Savage Freedoms Podcast, and in today's episode, I am officially coming back to you from the Savage Camper Studio. Uh, this is not a lavalier recorded production in a truck on the road, driving from any location to any other location. This is officially a static recording happening inside of the office slash podcast studio slash sometimes bedroom slash uh, pretty much everything fucking else that I do when I'm on the road and traveling, but I'm static. I'm static. I'm back in North Carolina right now, uh, spending time with the fam, spending time with the baby girl. Um, and you guys have noticed, look, the fact is, is that when I'm on the road, when I'm traveling, when all this life and business and everything else is happening, recordings are going to come out and I'm going to continue to do my due diligence to make certain they come out every single week. And you guys have noticed I've, I've missed a week or two of recordings. So this is my uh, promise to you. I'm going to continue to be diligent about having my recordings come out every single week and make certain that there is a Savage Freedoms podcast episode for you to listen to each week in order for it to fire you up and help you turn on your fucking bright headlights, see where the hell you're going, and go fucking get it. So today's episode, I want to tell you about a conversation I had the other day in passing with a so-called security expert. Now, I drove down to Greenville, North Car- uh, cor- correction, Greenville, South Carolina to get a haircut from Asheville. And while I was down there, I was like, you know what? I could go for some lunch and I'd like to get some work done. So I got my haircut done and then I went to a, a local restaurant and I walked into a local restaurant and I set up my computer. I was getting some work done and about four seats around the corner of the bar for me was a young lady sitting next to a gentleman and they were having a conversation and she was talking about some of the problems that she was facing. Well, comes comes to find out that this young lady happens to work for a major, large, very well-known national security company. Now, they have armed and unarmed security guards that position themselves all over the country, this particular security firm. And uh, they provide security for hospitals, they provide the armed security, unarmed security, site security, physical security, technological products, you name it. They do all sorts of security. I'm not going to name the company. I'm not going to name the company. But I want to tell you what I had this young lady say. So I was joking around uh, with the bartender at the time, I was drinking my glass of water, and the bartender had said something, and I was like, you know, violence is the answer. And this young lady piped up, and she was like, violence is never the answer. And I said, young lady, what do you do? And then all this information came out. We found out what she did. And I found out that she is a regional director or something along those lines for a large region that basically runs these security guards all over this particular area for this nationally recognized national security company. She was like, violence is never the answer. And I was like, you tell me how violence is never the answer. Sometimes violence is the only answer. And she said, well, um, what did she say? She said, humane violence. (laughs) Um, Ethical, moral, and humane violence. (laughs) Oh. I, I had to, I was everything I could do to keep a straight face in this conversation because there was no way that I could just blurt out laughing and still be heard in this moment. So this is a conversation that I want to have. This concept, this idea that an act of violence in general is an act of humane violence. And when I asked her exactly what the fuck she meant, like exactly what do you mean? She said, well, she said, if I had to, if I had to engage someone with a firearm uh, because they were a threat to myself or to somebody else, then I would just want to shoot them in the head and be done with it because I wouldn't want to have to shoot them a bunch more times. I feel like that would be the most humane way to go about doing it. And I, I chuckled even further and I was like, okay, let's just be really clear on what we're talking about right now. What you're telling me is that there is a way to be humane about killing someone. 
uh, yeah, I, I guess. Sure. I mean, we could talk about, you know, demented aspects of what the Nazis did during World War II and uh, ultimately how they killed someone. That was very inhumane. That was a horribly inhumane, dehumanizing. I mean, millions and millions of people died of starvation. That's a horrible, inhumane way of, of killing someone. So I guess if we're going to talk about, you know, the extermination of life, then I guess there are some, there's some inhumane ways of going about exterminating life. But when it comes to violence, just violence, we're not talking about the action of ending a life. We're not talking about, it was, it's just, we're just talking about the concept of violence in general. There's no such thing as fucking humane violence. It's, it's not. If this is a fight in life and death between me and an adversary, between me and a threat that wants to end my life or end the life of my family or end the life of my friends or, or, or threaten the life of my family, myself or my friends or anyone inside of my, my community, if this is a conversation that we're having and this is a, a concept of a life or death interaction, well, violence at that point is no longer about humanity. It's about the, the, the rescuing of humans. It's about rescuing humans. It's about rescuing, saving someone's life that's still worth living when this other individual has made a decision that, that innocents no longer are allowed or permitted to live. Let's talk about the shooter that just took place in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's just talk about this for a second. The violence enacted by that individual is not only not humane, it was fucking unhuman. It was cowardly. I'm glad that she is dead. And anybody listening to this podcast right now, if you disagree with me, if you disagree with the fact that I'm calling a female, a biological female who believes herself to be a man, and you want me to say that she's a he, one, go fuck yourself, and two, it's a she, period, in a discussion. And she decided to walk into a Christian school because she hates Christians because of the laws that got passed to protect our children in the state of Tennessee. And she wanted to walk in there and open fire, killing six people, three faculty and three children. That is a fucking coward. Coward. That individual is a coward. That individual does not deserve life. That individual does not deserve breath. And that individual does not deserve, quote, humane violence. That individual deserves to be exterminated with great prejudice, period. Now, hats off to the Nashville PD police officers that arrived and responded to that active shooter, that active shooter threat. They put on a clinic. They put on and conducted a clinic of what active shooter response truly looks like and the professional conduct that they acted with and the level of tactical proficiency that they acted with my hats off to them kudos to those individuals they did a phenomenal job and they actually gave that individual um, a little bit more credit than i would have given because in reality when they made initial contact one of the law the first law enforcement officer that opened fire with the ar verbally verbally like went through his 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 uh his force continuum. He, he went through his his threat escalation, his, his violence of, of his escalation of violence. His force continuum. He literally did. He's like, "Hey, verbal engagement. Announce yourself. Create verbal engagement." Now he did that, and then immediately opened fire on the active shooter. Good. Fuck her. I'm glad she's dead. 
and, and a phenomenal job done by the Nashville Police Department. In fact, I would go as far as saying the individuals, if you live in Uvalde and you're listening to this and you're a law enforcement officer, one, you should question your fucking, your existence as a law enforcement officer because you don't deserve to wear the badge because you're a fucking coward. And if you're command staff in that space, you're also a fucking coward. And to the individuals that drove the hallway, got shot at, turned around and ran away while children were still being killed, fuck you too, you fucking cowards. Man, this, this episode is going to piss some people off. Watch the video of the Nashville response. Phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. They made entry. They started clearing room to room to room until they heard gunfire. Then they gave up the clearing process and immediately ran to the gunfire. And they got there and they ended that fucking person's life. Fuck her. I'm glad she's dead. Humane violence. When this is a life and death interaction, the concept of anything being, quote, humane is out the window. I am going to eliminate or slash exterminate the threat. That's what we're talking about here. When we talk about owning firearms, we talk about personal protection or self-defense. When we talk about the concept of what it means to truly provide yourself sound security, protect your family, and you're doing it by carrying a firearm, what we're really talking about is choosing to carry a tool that can end the life of a potential threat. And if I'm gonna end the life of a potential threat, I'm gonna pump every fucking round that I have available into that individual until they no longer have the ability to hold breath in their lungs. Period. Now I said something along these lines to the young lady at the bar, well at the restaurant. And I said, ma'am, I've never heard of a concept of quote, humane violence. If there's a threat, an individual who is a threat that's threatening your life, or the life of, let's say, your children, or someone that you truly and deeply love and care about. You wouldn't shoot them and continue to shoot them until they no longer held breath in their lungs? And she said, no, I would shoot them until they no longer could function. Once I knew that I had the upper hand, then I would stop shooting them. You're not a security expert. You're not a personal defense expert. You're not a physical site security expert. You're a fucking nothing expert. A nothing expert. You're a liberal ideologue. That's all you are. Period. You actually don't deserve to hold the position that you're in. You don't deserve to have a conversation with anybody that has any sort of level of actual expertise or professional experience inside of the security industry. Yeah, you're done. You're done here. You're done. Just, yep, you're done. That's it. Like, just, just go straight there with this. If you choose... Let's just, let's just look at it like this. If you choose to become a greater asset for yourself, your family, or your community, and you identify a potential threat, and you choose to carry a firearm, you're, you become the greatest danger in the room when you're unwilling to draw and engage. Because you have the ability to draw and engage. You have a tool. You've trained with your tool. But now you're unwilling to draw and engage and eliminate the threat. Now you become a liability. You're no longer an asset. This idea of humane violence, let's just throw it out the window. How about this? How about when you're faced with life-ending consequences from an external stimulus, okay? When an individual who has nefarious intentions wants to attempt to threaten or end your life or the life of a loved one, your sole responsibility is to fight them to the death. I'll say it again. Your sole responsibility is to fight them to the death period. 
Now, if you can rescue, if you can exfil the people that you love and get them out of that space, do that. Get them out of the, the, the threat space. Get them out of the risk area. If you're oper- Let's say, for example, you're in a grocery store and somebody walks into the grocery store because we've seen this happen multiple times now and they open fire and you have the ability to get your family out the back of that location away from the shooter. Do that. Do it. Get them away. But if you also train and you also have a firearm with you and you know that you have the ability to engage, then at some point you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to choose if you're okay with innocent life that doesn't have the ability to protect themselves to be murdered and ended by a crazed individual shooting people or you're going to go do something about it. Those are your choices. You can run away and save yourself or you're going to do something about what's taking place. Those are the choices that you're faced with. Like all these people carry firearms, all these people carry, uh, you know, personal defense loads or they carry their, their pistol concealed or whatever it might be. One, they don't train enough. Two, they're not spending enough money on getting better. So there's no professional, personal professional development when it comes to actually shooting and being a better shooter. Three, their accuracy in general. Look, dude, you, on average, law enforcement officers shoot about 100 rounds a year in qualification. Two 50-round qualification series. That's, that's on average across the United States. That is the standard by which most agencies make certain that their liability is covered. 100 rounds, 50 rounds twice a year. That's what they do. And ask me if I'm fucking full of shit. Go ask any, any cop that you want to ask. Hey, guys, how, many, how often do you guys qualify? And how much mandatory firearms training are you required to have every single year in your continued education? Ask them. 99.9%. Eh, maybe, maybe, 90, maybe 97%. It's 100 rounds a year. Two 50-round qualifications. That's it. That's it. Two 50-round qualifications. The people that come to my training courses when we train, they go through oftentimes 1,000 rounds of pistol and usually 700-plus rounds and rifle in two days. That's not a boast. Somebody once said, well, it's okay. In reality, we don't need that much ammunition. I much prefer quality versus quantity. And I was like, go fuck yourself. How about both? How about quality and quantity because we can't generate a return on muscle memory and we can't build muscle memory and we can't build an extension of self on our weapon systems if we don't have a shit ton of sound repetition and we can't get sound repetition unless we know what the actual feedback of the firearm is inside of our hands now can we dry fire all day long can we do other skills to help us be better 100 can we do dry fire reloads can we do other mechanical stills skills to build other mechanical pathways 100 And nothing replicates a gun going off than a fucking gun going off like a gun going off. It just doesn't work that way. So if that's what we're training for, and that's the conversation that we have to have, then you should consider whether or not you're an asset or liability carrying your firearm concealed, period. I go to the ring sometimes. Like this, this shit's bullshit, guys. We, this is the next, and here's the next conversation that's going to be had. The next conversation that's going to be had is not going to be a conversation about mental health. No. The number one problem, the number one problem is the, is the, the deterioration of the American family when you have mothers and fathers that are literally skipping out of their children's lives, when mental health is a mental health crisis, a fucking mental health epidemic in the United States is going through the roof, and we're going to avoid that conversation completely and demonize the tool that was utilized to enact a horrendous deed by a mentally unstable fuckwit. 
That's the conversation that we're going to have? Yeah, let's have a conversation about the tool that was used. Let's not have a conversation about the mental health problem that we're actually facing. The number one issue with all active shooter scenarios that we see is mental health. And then the next conversation that we're going to have is we're going to talk about, oh, there's been a hundred and what? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just do a quick lookup real quick right now. How many, quote, mass shootings in the U.S. in 2023? Okay, so now we're going to look this number up. How many mass shootings in the United States in 2023? Let's just see if we can find it real quick. Um, Let's go to gunviolencearchive.org. Here we go. Mass shootings in 2023. Gun violence archive in O-R-G. I'm looking at six pages, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, and we'll just assume that there are twenty-five on all six pages. So 150. So let's just say that there has been 150 mass shootings in the United States in 2023. Now, check this shit out. The definition of a mass shooting equates to any shooting altercation that includes three or more possible victims. So what is the definition of define mass shooting? So let's pull up the definition right now, too. Fuck, I'm going to do this real time. Okay. Mass shooting. Let's pull it up. Mass shooting definition and meaning. We'll go to dictionary.com. Um, yeah, let's go to dictionary.com. Let's see what it pulls up. Mass shooting. A single incident involving the shooting with one or more firearms of a number of people, but more than two and typically a large number. So, okay, this is, that's a fucking horrible definition. What does, how does the FBI? FBI defines mass shooting. Let's see if we have that anywhere. Active shooter incidents in the United States. What constitutes an FBI? So, here, okay, this is great. This is perfect. This is even better. Let's go one, one, one. Let's go one, one level. Let's go one level higher. Let's go one step higher. All right. Let's just do this one step higher, real quick. Okay. So, the FBI doesn't define quote mass shooting as its own term. It only defines a, quote, mass murderer as someone who kills four or more people in one location. And that doesn't necessarily have to be with a firearm. The most accepted definition of mass shooting is a single incident in which, quote, four or more people are shot or killed. A mass shooting typically occurs in a single place in time, but can include multiple locations in close proximity to each other, uh, as was the case in Atlanta uh, sometime in the past. So this is from an article on... Uh, from Time Magazine, time.com, and it was published March 30th, 2021. There you go. Technically, if you want to get down to it at the end of the day, a mass shooting includes three or more individuals that are wounded or killed. There you go. Mass shooting. Three or more individuals that are wounded or killed. You know that 99% of mass shootings in the United States are gang-related? There's been 150 mass shootings in the United States in 2023, and as of right now, 99% of them are gang-related shootings, drive-bys, violent crime and we want to talk about the problem is a gun the problem is a gun and now we see congressmen and senators on capitol hill screaming and yelling oh we got to get rid of guns we got to get rid of guns how do we protect our children did you know that there has not been one one active shooter incident at any school where the fucking the teachers are armed did you know this not one not one active shooter incident 
at any school where the teachers are armed and it's been made known. Not one. But as soon as you make, quote, the, the, the school a, quote, gun-free zone, guess what? You've just created a soft target. Why would a shithead coward like this female go after a hard target like a police station or something along those lines when she can go after a soft target? Why has any active shooter that we've experienced or witnessed up to this point, why don't they go for hard targets? Because soft targets are easy. It doesn't require any consideration on their part. It's an easy target. They get to, quote, make their statement, and they get to make their statement damn near free of fucking charge. What if, let me just put this out there. What if, what if, rather than banning guns and saying the tool is the problem, what if we change the societal norm and standard by which we addressed mental health disorders? What if we recognize gender dysphoria as a mental health disorder rather than celebrating gen gender dysphoria? What if we treated it? What if we recognize that the deterioration of the American home and the complete and utter removal of, um, of fathers from American families in general across the board has the highest possible and potential, like the highest potential, statistically speaking, the highest potential to produce criminals? A fatherless home, a fatherless home has a significantly higher percentage chance of the children becoming criminals, of the children involving themselves or getting interactions inside of this, the justice system, being arrested, going to child protective services, becoming a criminal of some sort as a female, like becoming a prostitute or prostituting themselves out, getting into drugs. The percentage of fatherless children who get into crime is exponentially greater than children who have fathers in their lives. It's statistically proven. How about we talk about that fucking problem? How about we talk about the problem that American society faces with the concept of creating masculinity as some sort of toxic concept? Assholes are assholes. There's a thing about toxic femininity as well. We can talk about that too. But no, it doesn't fit the narrative. The narrative at the end of the day is guns are bad. White, straight men are bad. They're the devil. The government is bad unless you're liberal and unless you believe in liberal concepts, which is basically complete and utter socialism, communism, Marxism, anarchism, an entire fucking all the isms, fascism, all the leftist concepts of totalitarian control of the government. Unless you believe in that, wow, then the government's bad. Cops are bad unless they're unless they're acting criminally against innocent people. So let's ban, I don't know, oh, I don't know, maybe a pistol brace? Let's ban a pistol brace through non-legislative action by, by what, bureaucratic fiat and say that now pistol braces are illegal, so if you own one, you can voluntarily register it with the ATF or you're a fucking criminal. Go fuck yourself. Really? This is your target? How about we focus on the real fucking problems that we're facing in the United States? Mental health disorders. How about that? How about child sexual exploitation? How about that? How about all the individuals that continue to want to groom our children into child exploitation? How about the fact that we stop constantly exposing our children to things like fucking cross-dressing cross uh, um, uh, dance shows 
or drag queen dance shows? How about we stop exploiting our children and exposing our children to things like sexuality at three and four years old? How about we stop trying to force our children, you crazy fucking leftists that are out there right now, and forcing them into a position to dictate or determine and, and confuse them further about whether they're a he or she? How about we stop trying to create more fucking bullshit genders in the world and focus on the fact that there are two, male and female, and there's two gendered type energies, masculinity and femininity, and both can be toxic as fuck. How about we talk about that? How to, we can keep going. How about we talk about the fucking epidemic of lack of firearms training? Individuals who own guns but keep them locked in a safe and choose not to train with them because they're, quote, not comfortable with them. How about we talk about that piece? There are so many things we can do to undermine active shooters. What if, maybe just what if, what if we took well-trained, sound patriots like American military veterans and former first responders, law enforcement officers, federal agents. What if we took them and what if we put them at every school in the United States? What if we put armed, quote, undercover security? Or what if we just put armed security that was super visible at every school in the United States? We have millions of veterans in the United States right now, millions, that are looking to be of service. All they know is how to be of service. That's all they want to do. What if we did that? What if we started in one state? What if we started in one state and showed what the possibility looked like? Think about the Uvalde shooting. Think about that shooting. There were so many different opportunities to catch that shooter and eliminate that shooter prior to ever making entry into the structure. Think about it. Think about this, this, what just happened in Tennessee. Again, if we had a dedicated veteran force of individuals that were willing to put their lives on the line for the children of this country like they were for this country in general, think about the, detri think about the, de the deterrent that creates. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about actual functional solutions. What we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the demonization of the firearm and I don't know if anybody recognizes or notices the timing of all of this, but this particular, this particular incident has happened on the back end of multiple conversations at the federal level of banning assault weapons, as well as multiple states attempting to ban assault weapons. But now all of a sudden, because, quote, because Tennessee, and they, what, they, they passed, they banned um, sexual transitions, they, they, they banned... Um, um, yeah, they, they banned tr chemical transitions for children, and they also banned children participating in fucking drag queen shows. No shit. Weird. What, that's a detriment? That's a bad thing? Well, apparently, the national news media is saying that that's a bad thing. The national news media is saying that uh, that, that shouldn't happen. And it's, apparently, it's Tennessee's, it's Tennessee's fault that this shooting took place. It's the children's of a, it's the, it's the kids. It's the kids' fault. The kids that just died. It's the kids' fault that just died. It's their fault. It's the kids' fault. Well, they're Christian. Well, they're Christian, you know. Well, these, these are Christian children at a Christian school. It's their fault. Well, we should blame them. I think we should blame them. Humane 
violence. God forbid the time comes for you to have to utilize great amounts of violence in opposition to a superior threat. God forbid that time happen where you have to use that said extreme violence against an individual who's threatening yourself, your family, especially your children. God forbid that ever happens. And when it happens, when it's all over, I want you to think back to the incident. I want you to think back to your experience and I want you to think about this idea. Was I humane in my violent response? If you can think back to your experience or that incident and think to yourself that that was a thought that crossed your mind and the thought, thoughts crossed your mind were, holy shit, I'm going to die. Holy shit, my child's going to die. Holy shit, I'm going to do whatever it takes like, to include biting the throat out of this person with my teeth. If those weren't the thoughts going through your head and you literally thought, how can I be the most humane in my conduction of violence against this individual who is currently attempting to end my life or the life of my child. Hold on, bad guy, pause one second. I need to consider what humane violence looks like in this moment because I don't want to be inhumane in my violent response to your attempt to end my life. End state. When you are in a fight for your life, fight for your life. Or if you are in the fight for your child's life, fight for your child's life. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a fight in this country. We are in a fight for our children. We are in a fight for their future. And there are very few futures looking forward that I can see that are beneficial to our children. If we have a future ruled by a political class that believes that they can do and say and get away with whatever they want to do and say get away with and completely demonize an entire population, over 50% of the U.S. populace, who are conservative individuals who believe in the concept of limited government, who believe in the Constitution and what it represents, who believe in the ability to not only speak their mind but bear their arms, who believe in the rights and liberties of all people, I don't care what you do. If you want to chop your junk off, if you're a dude, you want to chop your junk off and call yourself a chick, you're welcome to do it. But the limit of your mental illness stops at the point that becomes a deterrent or a detriment or a fucking, uh, it becomes a, um, a definition of my personal liberty. If you have the personal liberty to chop your junk off and call yourself a dude, I have a personal liberty to call you a fucking dude. I don't have to call you a girl. I don't give a shit about your pronouns. Do whatever you want. Stop trying to force it down my throat. What happened in Nashville, Tennessee is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I've also lost all patience. I'm pretty pissed off. I have no patience. I have no patience. I have no tolerance. I just don't give a fuck. If that offends you, all well. I don't care. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this episode. And it's okay. It's okay that I get a lot of hate for this episode. It's okay that there's a lot of negative interaction with this particular topic. The fact of the matter is, is that there are better solutions in ending 
inning mass shootings like what we just saw, an active shooter incident at a school, at a hospital, at a church. There are better ways of, of deterring and ultimately shutting those down sooner than by banning firearms. When you criminalize firearms or you outlaw firearms in general in the United States, any kind for that matter, then you will make a large, pop, a large <laughs> percentage of the population outlaws. You will make them criminals. You will indeed criminalize a large percentage of the United States. And that, that's your attempt. Cool. That, that's what's going to happen. If you think that you have the ability to stop violence from happening, you're just a fucking idiot. An absolute moron. It's part of the human condition. Violence has always been part of the human condition. Violence has always been part of human existence. And the idea that at some point we're going to live in some great peaceful utopian existence where there is no violence is the dumbest, most frivolous concept or thought any individual could have. Stop seeking utopian action. Start seeking deterrent action. If you want to be active, be proactive as a deterrent. Utopian concepts are cool to think about, but they don't fit in reality of society. There is no such thing as a lack of violence. Hunter-gatherer tribes utilize violence all the time, not only against their prey, but against one another as well as other tribes. Capital punishment, death for certain actions has been around for a very, very long time. Violence works, guys. Violence is a thing that works. Violence can be a tool if correctly utilized. But chaotic violence for no other reason than just being violent, you're right, man, that's probably not a fucking option. If you're beating your children and your wife, you're fucked up. That's not when violence is a fucking tool, bro. It's not. And you also probably don't deserve to live. Or you at least deserve to get your fucking ass beat and then put in jail. Eliminate the concept of humane violence out of your vernacular, your vocabulary. And if you listen to this and you don't like what I have to say, I don't fucking care. Don't leave a comment. Don't leave a negative review. Just move your little fucking soft ass on. I have gotten to a point now where I have decided to touch on some politics just a little bit. I didn't do it before. I didn't do it before because politics in general is so divisive. And what I have to say is already divisive in general. But when it comes to this shit, I'm done with it. I'm done. The current national narrative is not about a mental health disorder. The current national narrative is about assault weapons. Our president went down to Tennessee after, the ex after what happened happened and said, I came down here because I heard you all have good ice cream. What? That's your fearless leader? That's, that is, that's, that's, that's your fearless leader? That, that's, that's the individual that you voted to put into fucking office? Like, that's the person that you want representing you? Jesus Christ. We're fucked. And people wonder why Russia went to Ukraine. People wonder why China's currently pushing the South China Seas, why there's potential escalations of force from other nefarious actors on the global scale. <laughs> right. 
has nothing to do with the impotent president that's currently sitting in the Oval Office that doesn't have the ability to even fucking wipe his own ass. And you want to have a national conversation about firearms. You don't want to have a national conversation about actual problems. That's good. It's the same conversation that we have around veteran suicide. The actual problem. What is the actual problem? Well, the actual problem is that the care they're given is just more pills. Take more pills. Take more pills. This will help you feel better. Take more pills. Let's treat the symptoms. Let's not treat the root cause of the actual problem. But that's okay. If we want to talk about symptoms, if we want to talk about all the extracurricular bullshit symptoms that are out there, we can talk about that because those are problems, but they're not the problem. The problem. The problem. The fucking issue here is a, is a three-front three problem. Mental health disorders. The, deter the detriment and the complete dismantling of the American family. And, and the, the constant demonization of masculinity and the removal of the father from, from, from the American family. That's just it. Absentee fucking dads. Absentee biological fucking DNA donors. And then add to that the next level. The next level is, is that we have an entire system rigged against the man. So when a man does want to be in a child's life, when a man does want to be around, the system is set it up so that the, women, the woman wins no matter what. And now we have crazy females throughout the entirety of the United States constantly manipulating the system in order to fuck the guy over so that the guy doesn't get to be a part of the child's life. They're hateful, spiteful, bitter individuals who are taking actions to just hate on a guy, not realizing the damage it does to the child. But let's not talk about that problem. Let's talk about guns. And if you're a dude and you're a fucking dickhead, I don't know, maybe stop being a fucking dickhead and show up for your children. Rather than you being a worthless, incapable, coward fuckwit, how about you show up for your child? How about you show up and be present? How about you change the way you live rather than continuing to perpetuate the cycle of fatherless fucking children? How about you be the change? How about you be the next generational shift that happens in order for our fucking children to no longer grow up in fatherless homes and have a higher percentage race of going to jail, getting murdered, getting into drugs, or being prostituted? How about that? I don't know. I don't know. Just a fucking thought. What do I know, though, guys? I don't know shit. Obviously, I'm a straight white male, conservative former military, which means I'm a veteran, straight, white, male. I think they call it cisgender. I'm a cisgender, straight, white, male. I'm the most hate, hated and, 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 and spited individual in the country. Good. Bring the heat. Bring all of it. In state. We don't have a gun problem. We have a culture, community, family, mental health problem. We don't have a gun problem. We have a political elite class problem. We don't have a gun problem. We don't. We don't have a gun problem. What we have is a problem in American society. We have a problem in American society. Oh. We have a... We have a comfort and complacency problem in the United States that looks very similar to where Rome was at its height just as it began to fall. 
when there was more concern about the pleasures of the body, there was more comfort, complacency, more people in silk slippers, more political elites that were in positions that took action to just line their pockets rather than something that was better for the people. We have gotten so far away from traditional American values. The idea that an individual can raise himself up by their bootstraps. The idea that politicians' position is to serve the people, but now they believe that it is the people's responsibility to serve them. The problem that we have in American society is that we, the people, have been quiet for far too long. And I would say it's probably time to stop being so quiet. The left has done a great job of raising their voice, being hateful, and all the while saying that they're speaking with love. Maybe it's time for us to stop turning the other cheek. Maybe it's time for us to actually speak the fuck up. And go fucking get it.